Welcome to Welcome to the Gun Show. I am joined by Tarek. Hello, everybody. And Garrett. Hey, everybody. And uh, tonight we've got a special treat for everyone. We're talking to an absolute beast of a female shooter. Uh, <laughs> who happens to be Garrett's better half. Um, Much better, better half. three quarters. I don't know. Uh, talking to Sasha Lee Ducasi. <laughs> Hi. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> uh, there's no response to that. You fucked up, son. I'm just going to keep rolling and, and pretend that that question didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a little background on Sasha, the, the little bit that I know. Um, she's a member of the club that we're all pretty much a member of, Victor. Um, she shoots production optics like a dude. And we know this because she beats most of the dudes. Um, she gets upset if you ask her if she's shooting ladies division. Um, mostly because most of the boys who shoot around her look like they're shooting ladies division, I suspect. Um, <laughs> do you enjoy that, Sash? <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> so we're, we're going to talk to Sash a little bit about uh, where, where shooting began for her, uh, which division she's played in, uh, why she enjoys the division that she currently shoots. And then we'll talk a little bit about uh, some of her biggest achievements. One is uh, is pretty spectacularly big, and we'll we'll talk about that one a little bit. So, Sash, lead us in with uh, where did shooting begin for you? When when did you pick up a gun, and when did you decide you like it? And all that good well, stuff. I just want to say thanks for having me on your podcast. We I technically know. always have you on this podcast. People just don't hear you. Yes, I'm I'm for once a silent member in the background. It's the only time Sash has ever been silent in history. <laughs> ever. Yeah, I think, I think my whole family can attest to that fact. But thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Honored. Thank you for joining <laughs> us. So I actually started this whole shooting thing with paintball, believe it or not. I know. I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that either. <laughs> So, uh, when, sure, back when I was a lot younger, like a lot younger. She's pretending we, to be old right now. She's not. <laughs> so, we, we used to dabble in paintball with a bunch of friends on the weekend. And then it got really painful, like super painful after getting shot a couple of times, more than I'd care to admit. Then Garrett actually said, okay, no, he wants to try this whole sport shooting thing because he had a client that was actually a member of Vector. And I'm sure all the Vector members would um, know Worm Dion Labuskagni. He is the gentleman who decided, okay, let's take us. I went with them on their first, uh, him and Uncle Murph on their first, I don't know if you'd call it like introductory lesson into yeah. sport shooting. And then I got sunburns on half the side of my face. I had to go to work for a week with a half tinted face <laughs> from sunburn because I didn't put on sunblock. Now is the right time to point out that Sasha is the only one who can half tint her face. <laughs> <laughs> I will also with point out sun. that this, this happened because Tarek wasn't around because Tarek's like signature liners. Hydrate sunscreen. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I yes. care. I'm a nurturer. Yes, that is very true. I think T's the only one at a nationals that ever reminds me to put on sunblock and drink water. See, see. Because the rest of us are drinking beer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then I got tired of sitting at home alone on weekends while Gaz was having fun. So I shot my first match in what late twenty fourteen? No, uh, it was either twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen. You started shooting matches. Yeah, that's a while. Yeah, and then I shot my first club shoot with a a PO seven. Shame. Which I mean, hurt, which hurt my hands like a word that I cannot say. No. And I don't have the, the, the biggest hands. So 
to hold that gun, it was extremely painful with the recoil. And then I, in my personal opinion, I didn't enjoy it. And I only realized that when on my 21st birthday, I got gifted with a Glock. Yeah. Which Glock did you get? I got a 19 Gen 4. Oh, awesome. And I she, she, ab- she, she turned 18. 18. Oh, okay. I was about to say like 18th birthday and like the Gen 4 is around already. How young are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, you can always, um, you know, prep my ego, but you can call me as young as you want. <laughs> when I turned 18, it was still Gen 2. That's what <laughs> <laughs> No comment. I don't know how to mm. respond to that. For once, I'm speechless. You can just say T is old. Just, just call him old. <laughs> old as balls. And grumpy. So obviously when you moved over to the Glock, you were shooting production. Yes. So um, because my Glock was mainly for self-defense, I had tritium sights on because I couldn't function with the Glock factory sights. It was just way too difficult for me to factory sights. So we chose the best option. Well, I chose the best option for myself to shoot both sports as well as have a good option for should I need it for self-defense. It can double up as a self-defense gun as well. And I also like the idea of I got to shoot my self-defense gun, so-called like a self-defense gun, regularly, so I, I was comfortable with it. I don't know why I'm using hand gestures. No one can see my hands. Because you're Italian. You, we, can, we can just tell them that you're, you're, you're Italian and you speak with your hands and, and it'll be fine. <laughs> and whoever doesn't like it will sleep with the fishes. <laughs> All the fishes. All the fishes. If you don't like the hand gestures, you can just close your eyes when you listen to the podcast. Unless you're driving. Exactly. And exactly. then you won't. Sleep. <laughs> it. Yeah. And then I started out in production and... I absolutely loved, loved shooting. It's like a bug bit, and then it became a very expensive twice a month date, I guess you could call it. That was the minimum requirement. We're we're having date day because we can't have date night because night shoots are are uncommon. Yes. (laughs) Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately. And how long did you shoot the Glock for, Shorts? Um, I shot the Glock for about two, two, just over two years. And then, um, I was looking at going over to a heavier gun to see if I could, you know, improve a little bit on my skills or, you know, see if that would maybe help. And then I started, yeah. Sorry, Sash. Just a question on that. So sure. before you started looking at going to a, a heavier, potentially larger framed gun, where were you in your shooting performance-wise? Sort of, were you like C-class, B-class? At, at what point did you decide that, that, that a, a gun change would, would aid you? So I shot a Nationals. If I'm not mistaken, it was like really a while back. But I was... A C class, but then um, I went to my first nationals, and I, I decided then that there wasn't a lot of ladies at that point in time shooting, which is really it's really like saddened me because you know you want a certain level of camaraderie, you know, especially for myself. Speaking for myself now, between women, you know. Women get women a lot easier. So I went there and I thought, okay, well, I could do this nationals thing, you know. And then I met some amazing, amazing people. And it was just like another level of competition, if you could say that. And there was a lot of people who were willing to take me under their wing, teach me what they know, help me out here, 
And then it was like, okay, well, I could really do this. And I think that was a pivotal point where I was like, okay, well, you know, let me look because I've only shot with a Glock. I don't count the PO7 experience because it was too, literally too painful. It, it actually ruined yeah, my counter, outlook. Counterproductive because it hurt you. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, let me try this. And then back then Garrett had a Shadow One. I was like, okay, well, let me try the Shadow One and let me just see. And because it was a lot slimmer, it felt a lot better at that point in time. And I was like, okay. And then I started shooting with the shadow for about, what, two years as well? It was about a year. Yeah. Um, And from what I recall, you started having some fairly decent performance gains with that standard shadow. Yes. Yeah. And then I actually, I won my first nationals with the shadow in the ladies division, the shadow one. Awesome. Yeah. So that that was a good move then going from your carry gun to something a little bit more competition orientated? I think at that point in time, it signified a more mind shift, if that makes sense. So I started out with a Glock. It was my very first gun. And then when I started, like, if you can say competing, I was like, okay, I need something maybe physically to shift my mental aspects of my shooting. So I think it was more of like a mind shift, if you if you could say that. And then I shot the shadow for quite a while, like two years, a year and a half. And then I got a shadow two. That's a that's a pretty nice upgrade. That is that was a really nice upgrade. It's like me upgrading from a Chevy Spark to a Ford Mustang one day. <laughs> like, yeah, I think it was the first order of Shadow Twos that came into the country. Yes. That you got. Mm. And it's a beautiful. It was a beautiful, dual urban grey tone Shadow, and I shot my very first nationals with it. It wasn't. I had never ever shot that gun more than one practice session, and I shot my first nationals with it. That's courage. No pressure. And then, yes, no pressure at all. And then I shot that for about a year and a half or two years in production division, like standard production division. I'm not sure. You shot it for a while in production. Yeah. And, but the turning point, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) come closer, was when Mr. T pulled me aside one day and was like, you should put a dot on your just try it. God, don't tell me you fell for that. He's been doing that to everyone I know, including me. Oh, <laughs> uh, hell yes, I fell for it. Hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> and it was the best line I have ever fallen for. Sorry, love. <laughs> uh, okay. Sorry, guess. <laughs> Hashtag dot life is better than... Better the than... <laughs> I don't know what line he used. <laughs> I'm too primal. (laughs) (laughs) It's more like you use a bat. (laughs) Club and drag her back to the cave. (laughs) By the hair. Hey now. (laughs) Hey now, but hey. Don't tell all our secrets now. Uh, Now I know you're lying because you said you behave. (laughs) I didn't say if it was badly or not. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you find? What did the dot change for you? So at at the point when um, I put the dot on my gun, I was really looking for a change at that point. I was hungry for a different challenge and a different outlook because my shooting started getting very, not my shooting, my outlook on shooting became very stagnant. I was like looking for something that reignited that hunger and that, joy and just that i don't know i don't think a non-shooter can experience that whole like excitement i guess so yeah it's it it basically made me it's a whole different way of thinking to me at least 
you know, instead of being focused on your front sight, you had to be focused on the target. And there's a whole lot of little things that you would now need to refine and relearn, if you could say, with a dot. Awesome. And would you say that putting the dot on did something significant for your, uh, for your shooting in general? Do you find that you had quite a few gains with putting the dots on? Definitely. Who doesn't have gains when they put a dot? <laughs> like, but no, you yeah. struggle with anything that's not black powder. Who, me? No, I, I, the I, self-contained I, cartridge, it's a bit radical for you. He's talking about me the and, and, and the recent... Oh, uh, oh. <laughs> well, you know, if you saying. also dabble in black powder, you know, is there something you guys should be telling us? How do you think <laughs> I make nine more major? <laughs> that's why your gun smokes so much <laughs> wrong propellant guys wrong propellant <laughs> such a chop it said super Ooh, high velocity on it such a chop <laughs> it probably did <laughs> uh, so Sash be, before we dig any deeper into into the actual dot experience and, and what it was like picking that up um, I think this is the important point where we need to like mention some some recent big things yes so um i just want to say thank you first of all to my awesome awesome sponsors i don't think words can describe how thankful i am for their faith their trust and their support so first of all like bernard agencies with giving me a Glock 17 MOS. That Gen 5. What? Gen 5? Sorry, Gen 5. <laughs> that is going with me over the seas. <laughs> over the far seas. Over the far seas. And then for MRST for the two shield sites and base plates that they have so graciously sponsored me. To go on the new Glock 17S Gen 5 from Burnout Agency. <laughs> and then Guns at Work for giving me opportunity to and sponsoring me their facilities and any help that I may need in the future. It's, I, it's still, I can't believe that, you know, coming from someone who was just doing it on the weekends because it was a, it was a cheap date idea. <laughs> and then coming to this, it's still really unbelievable, but I really do. Thank you guys. Shout out. Anyone who needs any information, you're more than welcome to just pop the gents at the gun, the gun show. And then there'll be, I'm hoping more than happy to pass on the messages to me and then I can see where I can help you in the right direction. And we will. I think we've just been turned into secretaries. Yeah, um, pretty much. Oh, hell yes. I, I, was, I was going to tell Sash to like keep an eye on the Facebook page herself, but apparently we have been volunteered to do it. So we shall do it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <sighs> so, so Sash, sure. you were telling us about... Uh, Sorry, T, go ahead. Um, I don't know if we've actually mentioned it, but uh, Sash had quite an exciting week a couple of weeks ago where it, within a, a two-day period, not only did, did she get announced as a member of the national team for uh, the 2021 World Shoot, um, but that she picked up the sponsors in the same sort of two or three days. So uh, it, was a, it was an exciting way for her to end a week, I'm sure. Damn, that's putting it lightly. <laughs> I was still like sitting at work and I was just doing my work. And then all of a sudden, all these messages come, start coming through. And I was like, what the hell's happening? Am I pregnant? And I didn't even know. You know? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so it was, it was so exciting. Like it, I was just sitting there and I was like, okay, wait, something, something's going on. Yeah. And it, don't know what's going on, but it's really good. <laughs> so who's going with you? Who, who are the other ladies that are on the, uh, the PO team? So 
my other two teammates are two wonderful, wonderful ladies. It's Annalie Miller and Tracy Bowley. Annalie currently is in the Western Cape and Tracy is in KZN. So we have ladies from all the different provinces and we all get to travel to Thailand together, which is amazing. And I couldn't have asked for better teammates, honestly. I, I don't know Tracy, um, but I shot my first nationals that I shot with a level four. I was squatted with Annalie and uh, she's awesome in, in lots of ways. Uh, her job is really interesting and uh, the lady can shoot. So. Yeah, definitely. definitely. It's going to be a hell of a team. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to say. I, I can't imagine going with a better group of ladies. And just all round, actually, all the teams that are going are incredibly talented. Especially standard, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. I don't know. I don't know about standard, hey? There's, <laughs> there's three really good shooters, and then there's that other dude. What's his name? Garrett? That guy who shoots clocks. Yeah, I thought you were going to... The dude is fucking amazing. <laughs> still on the fence, eh? I'm still on the fence. <laughs> um, You're Sash, lucky we are question. on Zoom now. <laughs> uh, question for you, Sash, uh, and possibly a, a slightly difficult one. Shooting in general is often viewed as a, as a very sort of male-orientated sport. So you are not a male, you're, 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 a, you're a young <laughs> Allegedly. line gas for that. So you're a, you're a young woman in a sport that's often seen as a, as a man's sport. How, how have you found that? And, and what's your advice to, to other um, girls and ladies who want to, I don't know if that's a politically correct term, but sorry, um, people who can't park, who want to get involved in the sport? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, sorry Aziza that was <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, it all jokes yeah. aside what, what, what's your advice to them uh, what, what's your experience been and, and what's your advice to, 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 to ladies who, who want to try a, a sport that's not often considered a ladies sport so sure that's uh, what a way to rip off the band-aid teachers <laughs> It feels like getting my legs waxed or something, you know? So, with when I started shooting, there were really not a lot of ladies to the point where the, the ladies' division was overlooked in many aspects because there just weren't enough of us ladies shooting in that particular category or, you know, in that division so it, it's a bit this it was a bit disheartening but in the same breath me i'm speaking from personally now it was almost like a a challenge where i wanted more ladies to start shooting and it was amazing to see a couple of years later how many ladies started getting involved in the sport and my experience is you know you you get a bit of judgment from some guys not necessarily in your division or just guys that have the opinion that you can't shoot but there's a lot more guys that are willing to help you to take you under the wing, teach you what they know, help you out, give you pointers, give you little tips, little tips such as, you know, hydrate, you know, sunscreen, sunscreen, (laughs) hydrate, look after yourself, snack. (laughs) And there's a lot more guys that are willing to part with wisdom that they have learnt over the years and be more helpful than those who are not. But 
you're going to have bad apples no matter what sport you do, whether it's shooting or soccer or cricket or, you know, any sports. But I would, my little piece of advice would be think, think of yourself like a duck. Just let it roll off your back, you know? Damn, that was... That was, that was deep. That was profound. That was profound. <laughs> but in all in all honesty, you know, that it's I've had those situations personally where, you know, you 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 get I wouldn't call it picked on, but you have challenges, but the amount of people that are there to help you far outweighs the bad. I, I think that is, that's probably true for everyone, not just for the lady shooters. 100%. Where there is, there is uh, you do occasionally find people who, who find pleasure in your failings instead of trying to lift you up. Um, but from what I have, my personal experience in the sport has been nothing but amazing. And, and pretty much everyone I've come across has been willing to help and willing to assist. Um, however, in, in the, the little bit of time I've spent in the sport relative to the three of you, um, I have seen that um, if I walk off the line after a bad run, someone will say, gee, that was shit. Where with a lot of ladies, uh, people will make an attempt to, to not break them down. And even yes. though that's playful for me, but a lot more people will be, uh, it's okay, it'll be better next time, we'll help you fix 100%. that, we'll, we'll get the stuff sorted out. Um, which, is, which is fantastic to see. Now, I'm sure that there are Occasionally, people who are just absolute dicks and will go, yeah, you messed that up because you're female, um, as opposed to, well, that, that just didn't go very well. Um, Definitely. And you know what? I think there's been a lot more support. And I think it's been like a collective thing where, you know, guys want their partners and their girlfriends and their wives to come with them and, you know, experience it with them. So I think that's also helping with that you get more support, you know, I'm, and I'm not just saying, okay, you know, you, you can't, we can't banter and, you know, cause I banter with the best of them, but oh, yeah. she does. You put a lot of the other banterers to shame. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to blushing. Sasha's oh, got yes. some mad skills. What making corn blush. No, corn doesn't blush. I'm more impressed when you make tea, bro. <laughs> we, we have yes. had people walk away from me and Sash at a, <laughs> at a match. Um, I'm not sure what they were thinking at that time, but uh, they, they, did avoid us for us. The, they did avoid us for the rest of the day. <laughs> they were like, these what? people must have have like something wrong with them that they can make so many dirty jokes in such a short space of time. My absolute favorite is when some Wormy does one of those, okay, relax, there's ladies here. And then Sasha drops some foul line. <laughs> <laughs> My mother would be so proud. <laughs> Where she says things like blub and flip and gosh darn golly gee. That last one has always been a big one from you. And she says that one, I know things have gotten serious. Gee oh, willikers. Gee willikers. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I need to start behaving myself. <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely, uh, to, to, to round that one off, there's definitely a lot of support. And my biggest advice to, to the young ladies is, you know what? Approach people, ask questions. Like I'm nosy. I don't even hide that I'm nosy. I will ask you about your wife and kids and your family. And then I'd ask you something related to shooting. And then I'd have like, just, uh, I'd like. It's all in one sentence, by the way. Yes. It's all in one <laughs> sentence. With no, no commas breaths, in between. No commas. No commas. <laughs> and the hand movements come out and you just, Honestly, ask questions. If you get stuck, ask questions and take every 
single piece of advice that anyone offers you because I can guarantee you at some point it will become useful. That's a, Especially that's sunscreen. A really... <laughs> and hydration. And hydration. <laughs> um, I, I also get the impression, and, and this is a complete outsider's perspective because I am allegedly a boy, but I, I get I get the feeling that that there's a really there's quite a strong sort of camaraderie with the, the the girls as well. There's there's there seems to be a lot of support. Um, there, there doesn't seem to be a a huge amount of sort of bitchiness or backbiting or the things people are concerned about. But whenever I I see the and it's it's for those of you who haven't done it, it's not a sport where we have boys over there and girls over there. Because everyone shoots the same sport. It's the same stages. There's no ladies' tea. Um, but there does seem to be quite a, a nice sort of camaraderie between between the girls or the ladies. Oh, yes, definitely. I mean, I've shot with Tracy Short in many nationals, Tracy Bowley from KZN. And we would constantly, like, there was a number of nationals where it would just be like us two in the whole squad that were just us two ladies and we would constantly bounce information off of each other and constantly uplift each other and i found that the more the ladies sports the ladies in the sports have grown we've sort of we always try and uplift each other and support each other wherever we can you guys also spend quite a bit of time growing up together in the sport oh, as well. Definitely. Um, and from what I've seen, and you can confirm this, is that you guys are very accommodating to new ladies and willing to support them. So definitely. you're continually growing the ladies and you're growing all of those friendships as well, even oh, though you're competing with one another. Definitely. You know, it's, it was, I mean, I was at a, a Nationals and Shantae came up and now she's so tiny nothing's changed and, and that's coming from sesh yes <laughs> and i was like and i was like wow it's actually you know and she was at that stage you know because she she shoots a lot at um like spartan and a lot of the the home matches so you know i've we've got to see we've got to see her start out and it was so it's so amazing to see her at a nationals and she wants to pick your brain and ask you questions and for me being a, a lady shooter it's so amazing if you can help with just a small little piece of advice it's that's amazing for me just uh just to, to pick up on that despite the fact that sasha is saying there is a lot more lady shooting now than when she started, and that is true. There is still a, ladies are still very much in the minority um, of shooters in IPSC. I, I don't know what other sports demographics look like, but uh, IPSC is, is very male dominated at this point. So if you want to learn to shoot and you would like to have fun doing it, uh, please join IPSC. Uh, yes. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of reason to go. IPSC and IDPO are both sausage fests. Um, but uh, well, last time I checked, I don't have a sausage. <laughs> That's why you don't get to go to the fest. You just get to go to the match. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> but, but honestly, uh, I'm I'm happy to. Sorry, T. No, no, carry on. But you're the guest. It's if any of the ladies have any questions or any help that they might need or. Anything, they're more than happy. I'm happy to help wherever. As long as we can get more ladies in the sport, I'm, I'm happy. And then another, and this is, once again, this is, this is a, an, another outsider's perspective. It, it looks to me that, that part of the secret of your success, and, and, and Sasha is a, she's not a high-end lady shooter. She's a high-end shooter. Um, Sasha kicks a lot of ass at a lot of matches. And I, the impression I get, and I, I could be wrong, so feel free to shoot me down, is that Sash is not trying to be high lady at the match. Sash is trying to win the match. Um, and not giving herself that out of, oh, I'm a girl. Um, 
and, and it, as I say, this is just a perspective from out there, but when, when I watch Sasha approach a stage, she, she may approach a stage differently to me or, or, or one of the other guys. Um, she's a very methodical shooter. She's incredibly accurate. She's, she's very precise in how she does things. But correct me if I'm wrong. The impression I get is that, that you are there to kick everyone's ass, not just the other girls. You know, uh, Erica has been to quite a few Erica shoots for Northern Cutting and she's also going to the world shoots as a standard lady. And she gave me when it was about three years ago, she gave me the best advice I've ever received from another lady shooter. And she said to me, you need to stop seeing yourself as a lady and start seeing yourself as a shooter and be more aggressive. And I think that that's had a very big impact on how I view my shooting now because I don't see myself as a lady. I just see myself as another shooter. Well, we, and we also, we also my anatomy only see you. says otherwise. <laughs> yeah, we, we only see you as a female. We do not see you as a lady. <laughs> I so wish this was a video podcast at the moment just for Gaz's face. His eyebrow got so high, I think it touched the top of his other eyebrow. I think as is going to... Tickle the back of my neck. Enjoy having me in Thailand. <laughs> that was cringeworthy. <laughs> but yes, T, you, you, you are 100% correct. I've, I've stopped giving... I, to be honest with you, when I started shooting, I used that as a, an out to say, you know, I came first in the ladies division. And then when I got that advice from Erica, I was like, you know what, that's actually true. I need to go for this. If I really want it, I'm going to need to start not viewing myself as a lady shooter and just start wanting to be the best be it in ladies, men's, women's, you know, whatever you want to call it. Overall. Just overall. Thank you. Just be the best. And I think, that is... that's, I think that's one of the awesome things about the sport as well, is that we have a sport where it's not about strength. It's not about, it's not hugely about physical characteristics. So, you know, people of, of different, sizes, genders, ages, whatever, um, can can compete across the line. You know, it's it's I think that's one of the beautiful things about it is that we're all shooting the same match. Um, and at the end of the day it just comes down to your performance, your preparation and your performance. I think I'm gonna start taking notes. <laughs> it's it's okay. There is a link that'll come out when we're done that you can listen to. <laughs> Now, what's awesome is there's this podcast called Welcome to the Gun Show. I'm do, I, I feel like Mnet. I'm going to advertise Mnet on Mnet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and not during, not during open time, so we know yeah. that you're going to be there. <laughs> or, or every airliner in the world that advertises the airliner while you're watching videos on the airline. Like, <laughs> thanks, Emirates. I know. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. So that um, is one that I have observed um, with a fair number of lady shooters is they lack that aggression that you're talking about, Tash. Um, and it's, it's, not, it's not physical aggression. It's just that they try and do the safe stage plans and things. Um, and I think with, with time, as they build confidence, they stop doing that and they start smashing stuff. Um, where boys are, no, are on the opposite end. No pun intended. Boys are on the opposite end of things. Boys generally start smashing stuff and then realize that all those mics hurt. And then eventually they dial it back. Where girls seem to dial it up eventually and, and they meet somewhere in the middle. You know, it, it was actually, it's quite amazing. When I started shooting with the dots, the, the one lady who helped me with my aggression in inverted was Kirsty because her stage plans are legendary and she is such a talented open shooter 
it is it's actually it's amazing to watch her shoot and i've actually taken a lot of pointers from her type of or her style of shooting and you know you got to put an edge you know you can't do something the way someone else does it because we're all individuals at the end of the day and what works for someone might not work for you so I took a little bit of pointers and I've started, I started getting a little bit more aggressive since then. I, 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 I'm, I'm going to disagree with you ever so slightly as an outsider. It's a lot more than a little bit more aggressive. <laughs> we, we, we've, we've all seen and commented from the outside over the last sort of probably two years, um, maybe a little bit longer that you've gone from from exactly that, like playing a very safe game. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to run the stage. I'm going to do what I know I can do to to hitting those stages like they owe you money. Um, and it's been awesome for us to watch. I mean, it's, it's just been fantastic from the outside to watch how you've, you've, you've just thrown yourself into, into those stages and, and, and how aggressive you've gotten. Um, and I still don't forgive you for that club shoot you beat me at. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think I, I think uh, we it it it's you know we've we've got someone like like Kirsty who shoots in our squad with us all the time, who's also just a, yeah an, an incredible shooter, uh, and not an incredible lady shooter, an incredible shooter. Uh, and, and that whole sort of thing about iron sharpens iron. Um, I think that helps. You know, we, we, we generally shoot in a squad with, with some really good shooters and then Corne and I. Um, and, and that... Not, uh, not in that order. <laughs> uh, and I think that's, that's kind of helped everyone. And I think that's good advice for, for people as well who are getting involved in the sport, boys and girls. Uh, and and Apache helicopters and staplers and whatever else. Uh, you know, surround yourself by, by people who are, if, if you want to be serious about the sport, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you can agree with if you and, and for the record, Sasha has more president's medals than the rest of us combined. Um, but if you surround yourself by, with people who are, who are serious about it, um, you're going to get better. You know, if, if, if you've got a bunch of good shooters and if, if you're if, if, like, there, there's probably few things better than being the worst shooter in your squad. I think that's, that thought sometimes scares people a little bit, but the, the potential you can get out of being the worst shooter in your squad uh, is so much more than, than being in a squad where you're kind of the, the big fish in the little pond. I just want to point out that's why I still suck. Um, I'm purposefully like not ah. progressing so I can be the worst shooter in the squad so I learn the most. So you're taking you someone else's spot. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> you, know, you know what the best thing about being the worst inverted commas shooter in a particular squad is that people want to then help you more and see you succeed more. So they'll try and give you little tips and extra little added bonuses that you could then take home and say, okay, well, I didn't try that before. Now I can. And, oh, I didn't try and move into this position like that. Maybe I should work on that and see. So you, you, and you can steal with your eyes. There's so much stuff that you can do by just watching other people shoot. So we, we did discuss this when we spoke about, so you want to get into sports shooting. And one of the best ways to learn stuff is watching a great shooter. Um, just, just seeing what they do. Now, we did cover in that episode, you can't necessarily go and do what they do because it's probably not going to work for you. But there is a reason why they're doing that particular thing. And over time, you can build confidence and skill to be able to do that. Um, it's it's amazing the difference between a sort of good shooter and a great shooter right? in just the way that they approach things and, and how they do things when they're shooting a match. I think there's like just I, a lot. I once saw a dude fall over mid-stage. Um, he still shot the two targets in front of him, got up, shot the rest of the stage, 
And, oh, he took overall gold on that stage, despite the yeah. fact that he fell over because, and I don't know what the hell he was doing with that falling over thing, Kaz. Is it? Oh, dick. I don't know either. <laughs> he didn't stretch a Glock his groin. I don't <laughs> like those pants anymore. <laughs> Must be, but like... Well, there are easier ways of getting rid of them. <laughs> you still want to Did you split your pants? Yeah, when I ate shit last year. <laughs> That's the technical term. Yeah, ate shit. Yeah. That's mad. <laughs> well, you must be so proud. Definitely. <laughs> so, if we move on from those sort of things, can you give us a little bit of a breakdown on what sort of practice routine, training, those kinds of things you're doing? Or what you have done? Or... So... In the past, I'm going to be very honest now. Sorry, oh, guys. Sorry, sorry, um, Steve. <laughs> I didn't really dry fire as such in the past. But since I've like been selected, you know, to go to the world shoot, I've come up with a, a dry fire routine that I would now dry fire at least two times a week. Dependent, obviously, the days are not set out dependent on my work schedule because you know we got those things called unfortunately. Not for long if you keep picking up sponsors that way, but <laughs> and yeah, so dry fire for about half an hour twice a week, and then I literally get out to the range to practice whenever I get a gap, and I try and do it at least once a week to live fire, but. As it stands now, I'm hoping to get a little bit more in. But with this whole lockdown, it threw a whole spanner in the works. Yeah, it hasn't been great for anyone's uh, time on the on the actual live range. So how many rounds are you shooting a week, roughly, Sash, in, in training? So when you go to the range once or twice a week, when you can? A, about 250. Okay. A day, every time I go out to the range. And it obviously will depend on if we doing if I'm doing more fundamental stuff or if it's more movement, because obviously more movement because I only get a, a limited, you know, time with the scheduling and stuff to practice. So if it's more movement, then a little bit less. If it's more fundamentals based, a little bit more. It literally all depends. Makes sense. Makes sense. So uh, we we were we were heading towards Sasha moving into the 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 red dot division um, when we got sidetracked with a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, interesting. Sidetracked stuff. on this show. Never. Never. <laughs> yes. Now, this is this is not sidetracked. We've just reached the second fork in the road, and it happens to go back in the original direction. <laughs> uh, so, so Sash, you you uh, you went to production with a well, you went out of production with a Shadow Two, and then you stuck a dot in that same gun and started shooting PO after some it. some dude talked you into doing that. Yeah. To his own uh, demise. Yes. So, the the first optic because back then, you know. I didn't want to spend a lot of money on a dot because I didn't know if it would stick. So I first started shooting with a doctor and that little orange sight is still alive and well. How many rounds have you got on that thing? Like (laughs) 10,000. That's good going. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, Burnout Agencies just gave me a Noblex to test. And that one's got about, what, like 8,000, 9,000? Maybe even 10,000? Yeah, but oh. uh, closer to 11 now. That's, so that's it's, really good going. Yeah. It so doesn't break that. dots nearly as, ex- as fast as we expect them to break. <laughs> It definitely doesn't break dots like I break dots. Unless your name is Tarek. But now, now, can we all just touch wood, though? Like, 
Yep, I'm, I've got my hand on. Like, <laughs> oh, Get really? your hand off your lap, you weirdo. I yes. said the table. This is a family show, Cornet. Well, this is not a well, family show. It's a shameless not. family show. This is oh, a family no, show if you're a member of the Manson family. I should put my hand <laughs> And you, since you've moved over to production optics, you've literally just ran with the same mount, which is just the Tony Systems dovetail mount. Yep. Do you think that's done anything severely negative to your shooting? Definitely not. So I think I know a whole bunch of people have raised the question quite a number of times. Should they mold their, their slide to to put a, you know, to mount an optic on your slide rather than use a base plate? To me, I've never wanted, I've never had the inclination to mold my slide because... I, I I have a fear of damning pretty things. Well, it wouldn't be damaging, but you, you want it to hold the ability to be in production, correct? Yes. I don't know if I'd ever go back, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, thinking about it now, in hindsight, it's always twenty twenty, right? You it's like trading in your car on a bus ticket. Yeah. Yeah. You and Terry are the ultimate optics salespeople. 100%. Do you want to do you want to buy a dot? <laughs> does it, Don't does it lie. Come, does it come with a shadow two attached? Don't joke. He shot my shadow two over the weekend. It's weird. And the, the dot and nice, the, I guess. Oh, the dot is very nice. <laughs> you see? Just remember, you can't steal her backup shield. Oh, you have to buy your own. Can I use your old optics? Guy Austin, <laughs> if you guys are listening, Gaz would no, like to. <laughs> no, Gaz is not allowed to shoot production optics. Guy Austin, you've heard that here first. You definitely need to sponsor an optic a now. a whole lot of family drama at home. <laughs> he I'm is contractually saying. obliged to not shoot production optics. Okay, I'll shoot production with a fiber optic then. That's mm. fine. That's <laughs> Unless I go back to classic. <clears throat> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Go shoot Pio. Do you come back to classic? <laughs> Listen to the dark side, D. <laughs> those those primitive bumpy things are pretty cool. Talking yeah, about like classic, you know, the, when I was looking for a, my first gun to purchase, I walked into a gun shop and I'll never forget it. Ever. I walked into the strong room and I saw a Colt 1911 gold cup chrome finish with mother of pearl grips. And I picked this gun up and I absolutely fell in love with it. I just vomited in my mouth a little bit. But <laughs> and then I was like, this is amazing. You know, but I played Hitman when I was a teenager, guys. As like, did I. I still don't want a chrome gun. <laughs> <laughs> We played with rocks I what, when I was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, what Sasha's saying is that if there ever was a division change on the cards for her, it would likely be uh, classic. You should do it, Sash. You should do with it. With a red dot. No, you shouldn't you create a new division. After 2021, yeah. you should definitely do it. Yeah, it's... Oh, but okay. uh, but okay. a dot. You're going to have to tune <laughs> extractors, aren't I? As an extractor... Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll help you. What we do is we take the gun, make sure it's a Series 70, or you don't care about Series 80 parts, and we put this revolutionary thing in it called an Aftec. <laughs> yeah, I could do oh, that. Yeah. Very well. Um, uh, oh, those things are the way the truth and You could do that. I could do Your sponsors that. would be happy. <clears throat> yeah, I know. And it is literally my dream gun. High-performance race clocks. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, gee, it's I thought those didn't fault. exist. It's my fault. Uh, what did I do? You let me shoot yours at a club shoot. Yes, that that one, one of those. For the record, Tarek is holding a uh, Glock seventeen Gen five MOS with an optic on it that's probably got a dead battery. <laughs> No, no, this battery's only four days old, so the crystal going strong. Okay, so okay, it is so dead. Change it tomorrow. 
So a little, very well, a bit of an unknown fact is that since Sasha shot your, your Glock at that club shoot, she's been raving about wanting to shoot Glocks. Oh. Well, oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, that yeah. worked out perfectly with picking up that Glock sponsor, didn't it? Yeah. I literally nearly cried. <laughs> your sponsors do not want to hear the words nearly. They want to see tears. Well, we don't, no, we don't really want you being sad at shooting the Glock. No, 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 no. It, was, it was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> was she hyper for the rest of the night, Gaz? Sorry? Was she hyper for the rest of the night? Did you have to like not give her coffee to get her to calm down? See, the thing is, on a normal day, she can't have coffee after four o'clock. <laughs> but on that day, it was she couldn't have it after 10 a.m. On that day, it was like giving her a Red Bull just before bed. So, Sash, with, what, 14 months left to go to the world shoot, what is your, what's your preparation? What's your plan? How are you, how are you going to be ready um, for Thailand? What are you, what are you planning on, on, on doing preparation-wise over that time? That was a very so, long, complicated way of saying the same thing 20 times. Sorry. <laughs> so... I think, you know, a, a world shoot is a very big match. So, what I, my goal is to to try and strengthen my mental game because, you know, it's it's a lot of pressure. It's a, <laughs> seriously a lot of pressure. But I'm also, I've got plans to start dry firing a lot more often, to start refining my skills and I find every time I go to the range to live fire, I pick up a little bit more things that I need to refine. So I'm actually wanting to get on the range to live fire a lot more often so that I can come home and dry fire to start refining things. So I take it from that, that your dry fire sort of routine is Quite different to Gaz's at the moment. Yeah, he's just an overachiever. No, I, I don't mean I, I don't mean in frequency and duration. I just mean in, in the stuff that you're 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 doing. You know, I think because Gaz is so much further advanced dry fire wise, it's I've I find I work better if I can identify what I need to actually work on and start there and then slowly start building on every little bit helps, you know? We should have had you on that dry fire show. Um, that, that, that could have caused some domestic issues. Because our, 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 our local dry fire expert said, just, just do the 12 steps of success from Steve Anderson. Like, <laughs> Just do these religiously 12 times a day for 16 hours at a time and you will be a master. He didn't actually say that, but <laughs> yeah, that is, a, you know, that is a different approach to, to a lot of other people, Sash. That is interesting. Yeah, I think, you know, with, with Steve Anderson's books, it, it, helps, it helped me identify fundamentally what I need to work on. But everybody's body works differently, you know. So I go to the range and the way Garrett necessarily moves is different to the way I would move because like three of my steps is one of his steps. So stage planning wise, it makes a big difference. If he can take two steps to get into a corner and I have to take three or four or six steps. So... If it, I mean, Steve Anderson's books are amazing and they really do help you. But for me as well, using it in conjunction with identification of fundamentals and other skills that you identify when you're on the range live firing, it will work wonders. Yep, that's exactly what we said when we went covering dry fire with that. But when we're talking about what, to do when you go to the range for the day was exactly that. Figure out what's weakest and go fix that. So 
I, I hope everyone else found that as, as interesting as we did. Uh, it was really great chatting to Sasha. So what I'd like to do is ask her if she's got any sort of final thoughts before we wrap this up, any, anything else she wants to add uh, we, we finish up. Um, Sash? Yes. Okay. So uh, my piece of advice or my final thought would be, you know, just if you want to start shooting, start shooting. Don't don't be scared. There's always someone there to help you, to help you feel comfortable. And if there isn't, then join another squad. And <laughs> and honestly, it's it's so much fun when you when the bug bites, and it's so rewarding to see where you started and where you end up. So just do it. Awesome. I would just like to thank Sash for coming on the show and spending some time with us and giving us a bit of insights and ideas that she has on, on the sports and trying to get people involved. Thanks very much for your time. Sash, thanks very much. And later, losers. Thanks, guys.